hard to do. And all of a sudden you heard, oh, oh. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Postponed. It is June 5th. 2019 and we are all back together pc's here what's up pc what's going on guys good to be back excited good to have we you missed you pedos is here what's up pc or <laughs> what's up yeah, PC, what's up uh feel, feel <laughs> good this is, this is a sunday recoup day for sure got all yanked up this weekend so got to recoup a little bit yeah daryl's here how's the pinky daryl it's good good progress i think the bruising's all gone pretty much <laughs> and uh god bless you <laughs> thank you jeez and uh that's great radio great radio <laughs> just shows the kind of guys we are you know and uh i rewrapped it and i was able to bend it and stuff so i think it's good nice nice pedos any uh second opinions on your your shoulder nope mri went well waiting on the results either tomorrow or tuesday we'll see hopefully no surgery we'll be, we will be thinking of you thank you thank you thank you appreciate it i'll be thinking of myself but you'll be second true yeah no that's okay that's okay i put some uh Tostino chips in there this weekend. Took it into the bar. In your sling. In the sling. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. useful. What's going to be next weekend? Quesadillas? Well, hopefully, I, maybe I don't even... Oh, quesadillas. I almost went the cheese dip. It was Tostinos and cheese dips, but I was like, that's probably too much. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll figure Actually it out. Just, we're dipping out of your, your sling. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's like, there. there's like spots in it too. It's like, I don't think perforate is the right word, but cheese would just be oozing out of it. Oh, like uh. Me- is it like mesh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got to get yeah, the ventilation that would, in there. That'd be good. What if you just saw a guy walking around with cheese oozing out of his uh, <laughs> sling? I'd want to party with him. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's all, what else is new with you, Pedos? Um, so I believe it was about what I cooked last weekend, and it was uh, country pork ribs. Have you ever had them? Mm, no. So I'm a big oldie guy. It's I cooked it. Like, nothing special, and it was the best meat I've ever had. So if you enjoy good meat, tender meat, melt-in-your-mouth meat, go to Aldi and pick up their country pork ribs. Throw them on the grill, man. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It was fishing for a sponsor. I, I wish. We're trying to get a sponsor. I would love to be sponsored <laughs> by Aldi. Are you kidding me? I'm, d- I'm dead serious. <laughs> Dude, if you were sponsored by Aldi, that would be the funniest thing. <laughs> it's funny you guys said sponsor. What was Why? Because uh, this episode is brought to you by Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Feed your wild side. Oh, I, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Got a lawyer up after that one. But that was, that's about it. I'm just recommending country pork ribs from Aldi. And then I had a quick question, actually, too. It happened last night. Um, if someone said you look like Kyle Korver, would that be offensive or would, you, would that be a compliment? Ooh. Yikes. I don't know. He's not. He, he's he's like he's like a Neanderthal looking. Like, he'd be the best looking Neanderthal. <laughs> well, I, how, I said how, how I told someone that looked like him. I told someone they look like it. I was like, it's not, a, uh, it's not an insult. Let's I put it this way: I would not want to be called Kyle Corver, personally. He's one, he's he's one, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA history. Doesn't mean he looks good. Huh? I don't think he's ugly. I don't either. I don't think he's butt ugly, yeah. but I don't, I don't want to be associated with his looks. Yeah. I was just wondering. You have his jump shot, or just the looks? Just the looks. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm. Well, yeah, could be, could be better. <laughs> what's new with you, PC? So two weekends ago now, went to Chicago. Um. So finally ready to talk about it, huh? You're finally ready to talk about it. I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> so how'd it go? It was great. It was a great trip. Tried uh, Chicago style pizza. Went to uh, Lou Malnati's. I still have to compare it to that Giordano's, so we'll have to see uh, which one's better. Was it um, under the bridge? It was not under the bridge. Uh, nope. Mm-hmm. We did go under a bridge, but there was no no pizza places. Um. So I really like the L. Their train system, it's pretty awesome. Way better than like a bus system or anything that I've ever seen. It's the first time I've ever been on a train. So it was a, a, a cool L? public transportation experience. Is that it like goes, above it ground? Goes Is that like quick. a subway above ground, basically? Yep. Yep. Cool. And then I did, we went to the Bean. We went to like Millennium Park. walked around downtown. Um, so those were all very cool to the, see. Did you check out the Cubbies? Checked out the Cubs. They uh, they lost real bad. I got a free T-shirt though. Yeah, so I saw you were. Saw you were wearing that. Oh yeah, I'm wearing it all the time. I'm a Cubs fan now. 
That's fair. <gasps> it was um, so we were up top again, and it was like it was like sixties, but of course we again just had the wind coming off the lake, so it was freezing, just mm-hmm. freezing. And then you went down; it was like sunny and warm, you know, down below. So that seems to happen to most baseball games I've went to recently. <laughs> um, yeah. we hung out at Wrigleyville. There you go. Yeah, what um, is Wrigleyville? Huh? Is what is Wrigleyville exactly? Is it just like the name of like a area of Chicago? Yeah, I think that... it's just the neighborhood around the stadium. It's called Wrigleyville. Are there okay. houses there? I think there's houses. There's also like most of it, like right around where we were at, was just like restaurants and bars and stuff. That's where but I. I think uh, if you got a little bit. That's where I told you to go, right? Wrigleyville. Yeah. yeah it's, yep. That's that's the fun fun place there. Yeah, went to like a country restaurant for dinner, had a good barbecue and everything. So. That was good, and then that night we went to uh, Navy Pier and we watched like a reggae band. So Ooh. next to the uh, a jamon man. next to the lake. So it was it was a, <laughs> it was a great trip. Got a lot of fun. Did you get really you high there? Oh no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> would you move there? I would, the would move there. Yeah, I would. Wow. Maybe not. I like that area though. The suburbs are really nice. Um, yeah. Nikki lives like 45 minutes from the city. So I feel like a lot of the towns around there were all like, like her parents live near like, like farm area. So it wasn't like you were in like a city environment, but they were also within a couple minutes was just, you know, suburbs. So So now who who is this Nikki for the viewers? Nikki is uh, my girlfriend. (laughs) What? Uh There's a lady PC. Lady PC. Sounds like you said lady PC. The new nickname. (laughs) The first lady. Uh-huh. Wow. She a so listener? It's yeah. great. What's up? Is she a listener? She is a, an avid listener. Hello, Nikki. Hello, Lady PC. Hi, Thank Nikki. you for listening. But, Anthony, what's up with you, man? Um, I discovered, not really discovered because I haven't used it yet, but I thought of a life hack today, and I want to share it with all of our listeners. I wish I would have thought of this in college. Um, on, like, a hungover Saturday or Sunday... Do you think you would be able to just walk into a hotel and eat their free breakfast? Like, Ooh. like, is it, are you allowed, or do you think you'll be able to no, do it? I think he's saying you, you think can you, get away with it, right? Yeah, you think you get away. I with think it. You oh, yeah, could. I don't. I think you could. One million percent. I I think that would be freaking awesome. You can just like rotate all the hotels in your city, like every weekend, and you would never get caught. Yeah, who's to say you're not living on the ninth floor? You know. That's exactly. Well, I think I think the trick is. You go in there the night before. Just or show like you just face. pop in every every yeah, show face every half hour or so. Not like every half hour, but like one half hour one night, a half hour another night and show face. Yeah, like we wheel, wheel an empty suitcase in, wave to the mm-hmm. hostess, get in the elevator, come back down <laughs> an hour later. <laughs> leave the suitcase the up there. <laughs> yeah. Just leave it in the hall. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. don't see I like I've never seen anyone patrolling the, the continental breakfast line. I think I'm gonna. I think that's gonna be my move. I only have a couple years left, uh, a couple year window of that being like okay for me to do until I turn like thirty, and then it's a little weird. I feel like so. it's if now and then like if you're like fifty five to sixty five, like if you're just oh older, yeah, oh, or yeah. even actually fifty five and up, you could do anything once you're retired. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So we'll have to test that out. Maybe that'll be a punishment for one of our segments. Oh, sneak, a, sneak into a continental breakfast. Strap, a, put, strap a GoPro to your chest. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you have to put a full-size camera on your chest, not a GoPro. Yeah. Try yeah. and get in like that. All right. That's it. That's all I want to say. Let's, uh, let's dig into our questions. PC, are you ready to command the questions? Let's do it, It's been guys. a while. All right. Topic number one. Your objective is to get from Ohio to Australia with absolutely zero help from any person. As in, you can't ask for help or can't use any transportation that you didn't build. So, if you do, you will have unlimited access to money for the rest of your life. Would you attempt this or keep living your normal life? That's a very good question. Ohio to Australia. Ohio to Australia, all on your own. You have to build your own ship. Build your own ship or airplane or... (laughs) Whatever you want to do. Would your quickest way be west? Oh. Uh, I would think like so. Like southwest? That's, that's a great point. That's a great I think it's a 22-hour flight 
That's all I got. But I think that you go west, don't you? Flight. You don't go. You don't go east. I think you go. E- I'm not you, sure. I think you head to California first, and then it's quicker. Yeah, from there. you got to be right. I think. Yeah. But you have to. How you gonna? You have to build a car to get to California, or ride a horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to build the horse. You can't ride a horse. You got to build a horse. No, I think you can. I think you can ride a horse. You could ride a horse. Yeah, yeah. That's because that's not. That's just. That's not man-made. Nature. Yeah, that's not man-made. Hmm. I'm not doing it. But that brings up a. You're not no, doing no it? chance. How are you going to get across the ocean? I don't You're know. You spend your whole life try. trying to build a plane and then just die. Well, think of it this way. Think of it this way. <laughs> I think I would do it. You spend okay. five years shadowing a, a shipsman, I think is the proper term for that one, and you build a ship, and then you go over, and by the time you're 30, you're a millionaire. Do you know how... He can't. Do you know how... He can't help you. What? You, just, you would just have to look. Well, no, at that you. point... No, yeah, he can't help me build it. No, no, no. That's why I said you intern with him and you learn okay. his ways and then you build your ship. Wouldn't that technically okay. be help? Yeah. What? Um, but, but I took it as you have to uh, like just go chop down trees and figure it out on right. your own. But he, I'm still gaining knowledge. I mean, I could look on the internet. Same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he's not helping me build it. I'm gaining knowledge. Right. He can't just stand there it. and tell you what to do. Right. Do you know how rough that trip's going to be across that ocean? Oh, it's going to be miserable. Terrible. You're, you're going to capsize I'm thinking, 100 yards off the shore. <laughs> so I was thinking, Daryl, you brought up a good point. I'd be afraid to go from California to Australia straight. I might try to like go like short trips. Like I don't know if you can go up to like Greenland and then Greenland shoot over. <laughs> yeah, like take the, take the long way. Do you know way. the geography of the world? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm explaining it. Go to like Go to Canada, stay on land, short trip across to Greenland, like short trip to, I don't know, Russia. <laughs> stay on land all the way down even, to like China. But even, that, going the land way. even that trip from Greenland yeah. to, to Russia is yeah, going to be, tough. you're going to capsize again. <laughs> like those, <laughs> those oceans, man, you need a big ass ship to get across those oceans. But I think that might be my strategy though. I would do it first I of would all. Not. I would try. Yeah, I would. You're gonna all right, all right. Since you guys are both on the same page here, and I'm not, let's say how many years do you think total from start to when you start learning to build and whatnot to getting to Australia is it gonna take you? Because I I it, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Fifteen. Oh, literally gonna say fifteen. That's probably it. 15. Yeah. Well, think about it. I could build a sh- I could build a ship in two months. How quick yeah. do you think it's gonna take to get across <laughs> the ocean? Just the short trip, even. Even, dude. The how do you think they did in the medieval days? Didn't take them ten years. Wait, I found the best route. I forgot that like Alaska and Russia are like a mile apart. Yeah. I'm going Alaska to Russia Ooh. and then you have to get, you gotta I don't walk. know how close. Just walk. Just, yeah, I'm walking. <laughs> Just all walk all the way. All right. So say you get to what's the most southeastern point before, most southeastern land point before. You're just the worst. <laughs> Chaw. <laughs> um, I think maybe like Vietnam. I don't know. No, but. I think it's Indonesia, something like that, or India. Okay. But all right, guys. Topic number two. Would you rather have fourteen children or fourteen dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going children, one million percent. Ditto. Dogs. Dogs. Uh. Oh, well, I guess you want to explain first. That's a lot of money for those kids, man. More money than the dogs. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Uh, my first reasoning is that 14 dogs means 14 deaths you have to go through. I'm going to die oh, wow. way before all those kids. But even, if one, but even if one of those kids dies, it's going to be way more devastating than 14 dogs. Uh, uh, they nah, you got something to spare. You say nah? I got sh- I feel I like got if you, you, got like, you got three extras there to spare. So like once you get to eleven, then then it's good sad. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna yeah, strongly that. disagree with that. But go on. <laughs> My biggest thing is uh, shedding. Imagine fourteen dogs in your house shedding. <laughs> no one said they had to be shedders. Uh, they're shedders. Don't worry, they got to be shedders. They're either shedders or barkers. Either way, they're gonna drive you insane. I don't know. Kids, kids might be worse than dogs. Dude, but kids' food is cheaper than dog food. Think of it that way. And then you just so you're going to 14 Teletubbies rolling around your house if you buy the cheap food. There is no way that a kid is... I'm like arguing against myself, but there's no way a kid is cheaper than a dog. Well, that's if you're living the bourgeois lifestyle. If you'd like go to 14 14 kids that are just eating poorly. 
Well, go go on a farm. <laughs> grow your own food. Now you're just opening a whole can of worms for yourself. There. Now you're a farmer. <laughs> Be a farmer. <laughs> then they help you build the farm, and then you've got a great lifestyle. Is it? It doesn't. Well, think of it this way, too. You it have a great chance of one it. person becoming a professional sports player. True. I'm yeah, still going to say you, you make... don't have a good chance of a professional sports player. You have a well, better chance. If you breed them all, you'd be lucky to get one. You have another point. Fourteen children have a better chance of fourteen dogs becoming a sports professional sports player. That's probably true. Yeah, I can get one of my dogs well, on the Ellen Show before you get someone in the in the. Pros. You're not going to make money off that. Oh, watch me. What if you get an Airbud situation? Exactly. <laughs> Movie <laughs> franchise. Let's go. Uh, also, it's a lot more fun to create kids than to buy dogs. True. So that's very that's, true. It's another thought. Talk that one, Your poor, poor wives. Wives. <laughs> no, this is one woman. Four, oh, one woman, four, man. No, might be fourteen wives. Oh, imagine that. Then you got fourteen wives, fourteen kids. You got a freaking. You could have talk four about farms. expensive. No, four farms. You make your own clothes. Just turn Amish. <laughs> the Amish live with no money. I can live Perfect. a completely really normal stuck, life with really fourteen dogs. Really stuck on dogs. this farm thing. Forty dogs. It would be nuts. Try think about where they're gonna poop. At least you could diaper a baby. Yeah, then you're going to have poop on. <laughs> what was that? Poop on. <laughs> Lawn's going to be covered oh, in poop. Lawn. That's true. All right, guys. Topic number three. Would you rather eat whenever you want and stay your ideal weight or never have to pay for another meal again? Uh, never have to pay for another meal again. Easiest question of all time. Ooh. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. I don't know. Because I think we're thinking <laughs> at our current age right now. Think about when we're 40. That's true. That's I don't good care point. how much I weigh when I'm 40. Well, well, also you, a good I'm, point. <laughs> I'm trying to stay alive for my 14 kids is the problem. I got I to gotta live long. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? True. I mean, well, yeah, I'll probably never pay for a meal again because then you could do whatever with your money. Dude, that'd be so good. You can just... oh. Well, so what about this though? Want. Pay for a meal, never pay for a meal again. Do you only get three meals? Like it's technically, a snacks not a meal, so I don't know. Do you have to puff, still oh. pay for your snacks? That's what I mean. Is this, is a snack a meal or a meal snack? And you, do you have to pay for your groceries. Well, groceries, yeah, because it turns into a meal, so you wouldn't have to pay for your groceries, I would assume, right? So are you allowed to give like food away to people? Like, can I just like cook? meals for people and it's just free for everybody Chal, there's a lot of holes in this one you better start plugging yeah, them up bad question why don't you pick that one idiot <laughs> <laughs> would you guys so would you get groceries or would you just eat out every meal or would you do a mixture i would totally eat i, out I think we're underestimating how fat we would get if we had this though well no because you don't have to pay you can eat like the healthy like the best healthy shit yeah but we wouldn't do that of all time yeah that's true we would not do that we would just go to the <laughs> i mean golden, make doubles yeah, all yeah we would day. go to golden crown mcdonald's <laughs> Every meal. No, I don't know if that's true because the reason why I eat that stuff is because it's just convenient and quick. Like, if I can just get DoorDash to bring me, like, healthy stuff every day and it's free, I would do it. Daryl, I think you, if you're going Golden Corral, you want to go the first one then. Because Golden Corral is cheap anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, But nothing's cheaper than free. Yeah, but I would rather go to Golden Corral if I could eat whatever. If I could eat 14 ribs. (laughs) What a quote. (laughs) (laughs) Then I would do that for sure. The country pork, yeah, country pork ribs. Imagine free oh, country if pork I get those ribs. For free. For free. I was gonna say, yeah, if I get those for free, though. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked this. What the hell are country pork ribs? <laughs> God, you know what they are. So they're they're not I, like ribs, like regular ribs. They're individual things. They're kind of like, just like blobs of meat. There's no bones in them. <laughs> There's no bones in them, but it's kind of like, like pink slime from McDonald's. What kind of conveyor like, belts these things come off of? <laughs> so think of your steaks and double them in height. That's what a country pork rib is. It's incredible. It's so good, man. I'm oh, telling man. you, you're really selling these. that. That sounds delicious. It's like only like five bucks for like six of them too. It's probably plastic. <laughs> Everything we eat's plastic now. It's not. So I'd eat whatever I want and stay my ideal weight. Is it ideal weight? Does that mean I'm still healthy or no? Can I still get like diabetes? Whatever your ideal weight is. Yeah, but can I still get diabetes? Sure. Oh, boy. I'm never paying for food again, then. I don't want diabetes. All right. <laughs> Redone? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard the bell yet. I'm waiting on it. Ah, oh, dang. 
All right. Uh, that was that was easy. Good that one. Was easy. Good question, Chol. Yeah, way to go, Chol. Way to let us Sorry. down yet again. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our fan favorites. We got an, another new one, I think, today. Um, so, what do we want to start with? Which one do we want to start with, Pete? As you pick. Let's start with the the old the new one of the new favorites, fan favorites, Famous Fire. So, uh, got some good feedback on this this segment from last time. So I thought I'd bring it back a little bit, spice up the middle of the episode a little bit. You boys remember how this works? I sure do. All right. I guess the other two do too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So we're just gonna I don't this, think they do. This is just for fun. We'll just this is a friendly game. This one. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Do you guys remember or no? I remember. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted it. to explain okay. or not, so I was going to lie and say I didn't. But I guess I could do a quick explanation for, the, for the new me? listeners. I forget. Yeah, the new listeners are flooding in, so we got to explain it for them, it's I guess, real. too. Um, so I'm going to give you a quote or lyric, and it's either going to be from a well-known rapper or a well-known person in history. So hence the famous fire, because famous people, and then fire like you're spitting fire. The well-known that? aspect of that was a little shaky last time. Oh, it's still shaky <laughs> this time. What was that one rapper's name? Like Lil Cracker or something? Well, don't worry. These will come up too. Okay. Everyone's well-known in this one. It'll okay. work. All right, here's the first one. Ready? It's difficult to love someone you don't respect, which is harder to remember when you're having an argument. Was that A, the well-known rapper, Dr. Dre, or B, the well-known TV personality, Dr. Oz? Wow. I have my answer. Did, did we say if we were going in order or not? Or? Uh, you could just fire him out. I think it might be Dr. Oz. All right. I agree with Dr. Oz. All right. I'm going to go with Dr. Dre just to be different. All right. And it was the uh, well-known TV personality, Dr. Oz. Congratulations, boys. Okay. Unlucky. Right. That's tough. Hey, they're, gonna, they're only going to get tougher from here, so buckle in. The key is to answer first, Daryl, so you don't get pressured. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's no punishment on this one, so. Oh, yeah, there is continental breakfast at the Hyatt. <laughs> the Hyatt. It sounds like I'm winning that one, so. <laughs> All right, number two. I love you like a fat kid loves cake. Was that A, well-known rapper 50 Cent, or B, well-known novel 50 Shades of Grey? That was 50 Cent for sure. 100% sure. 50 Cent. Yeah, it was 50 Cent. Yeah, you got, that, that was the easy one. I throw you boon. I throw you bone. I throw you bone. Throw you bone. Give me that boon, baby. Throw boon, bone. <laughs> All right, number three. I know you are here to kill me. Shoot, coward. You were only going to kill a man. Was that A, well-known rapper Benny the Butcher? Or B, the butcher of <laughs> La Cabana, Che Guevara? Well-known, huh? <laughs> yeah, well-known rapper and well-known butcher of La Cabana. Who was the rapper? What was his name? Uh, well-known rapper Benny the Butcher. Or B, uh, well-known figure in history, the butcher of La Cabana, Che Guevara. I'm going with that one, the second one. Can you can you say the full thing? The butcher the, of like taquitos and Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> the other two. I so my Skype or my Discord should be cut out. I didn't hear the quote at all, but I'm gonna go with Benny the Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the quote is. Didn't hear a word of it. I love it. Che Gu- Guevara. Is hey, Chol, that's a good pronunciation. It's like you took Spanish or something in high school. Um, yeah, it was the Butcher of La Cabana, Che Guevara. Congratulations. Ah, yep. Darn. I can't wait to listen to this episode. Hear that <laughs> <part>. <laughs> All right, number four. Chase a bag. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Okay? Okay. A, well-known rapper, Blueface. Or B, well-known uh, gangster, Scarface. 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 The rapper. What's his name? Uh, Blueface? Nailed it. Killed it. Blueface. Chase a bag. Don't worry about what I'm doing. That's uh, Blueface. He's a well-known uh, <laughs> rapper. Up and comer. Up and comer. Up and comer. Where's he from? Huh? Where's he from? That's what he said, yeah. Oh, um, Detroit, maybe? I don't know. What year did he What's come on the scene? What year did he come on the scene? He actually does have a popular song. Do you know that song, Tatiana? No. Oh. Bust it down? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Busted Down Tatiana. Yeah, that's his song. Oh, he's big, up and comer. Yeah, he's big, up and comer. That's what I said. All right, number five. Propeller of the helicopter messing my hair. Okay. Is that A, yeah. well-known artist, Dirt Nasty? 
or B, well-known uh, movie celebrity, Joe Dirt? Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Uh, I'll go Dirt Nasty. Yeah, absolutely. It was Dirt Nasty. Life's a whole is <laughs> big at Joe Dirt. Not Joe, not, uh, this one's not Joe Dirt. So it's Dirt Nasty. If I, if I'm speaking English, it's Dirt Nasty. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had for it. Spice it up. That was spicy. Love it. Thank you. What was your favorite one? Oh, mine was definitely Benny the Butcher. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the Butcher. That was a great quote, dude. I, I, could, I could say it, I could say it by heart. Yeah, you you knew you knew right away, yeah. for sure. Benny Charles' pronunciation of uh, Che Guevara really really got me. Call me Vicente. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was famous fire for today. I loved it. Now you guys are uh, stay woke out there. A lot of well known uh, artists <laughs> in there. A lot of up and comers. Oh, well big, known. big, well big. known up and comers. <laughs> Alright, what's next? We got the old uh, we got a new segment for everybody. Hit it, Pacelli. Welcome oh. to Day at the Races, boys. Oh, I love the ponies. Oh, it's all about the ponies. I know we're big gamblers on this show, so I thought, why not just do it on radio? I mean, watching a horse race over radio is great radio, right? Oh, great radio. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just going to literally, it's a day at the races. This is going to be a horse race. So what I uh, want you guys to do is just pick a horse. And so I was thinking, we uh, pick a horse, and then whoever wins gets to pick one of the losers to punish. Okay. Yeah? Easy enough. All right, so we're going to... I'm going to have, I have a description to the horses. We're going to send it over to my good friend, uh, Mickey Timberwick, for horse description. So let's get it, send it over to him. Hello, everybody, and good afternoon. How are we doing today, folks? My name is Mickey Timberwick, and I am proud to bring you the 95th annual Day at the Races. Today, we have a fine race card filled with the world's best. Place your bets, place your bets. Good luck and enjoy the excitement. In lane one, we have the well-rounded, experienced champion, My Daddy's Lips. This animal has a dry, almost crusty surface with hair hanging all over the place. He performs better when he is moist, being greased up before each engagement. Many would attribute My Daddy's Lips as very powerful, yet slippery with great traction, almost like a suction cup. My Daddy's Lips is a 3-to-1 odds favorite. In lane two, we have the thick with two C's champion, Black Hole Explorer. She is a beautiful black horse of African descent and is named after the owner's favorite hobby. He only allows her to execute one strategy, and that's coming up the rear. Black Hole Explorer is a 7-2 to odds favorite. In lane three, we have a younger champion that has had much exposure. Nudes for Ludes. He often seeks approval from his peers by showing off more than he needs to. Nudes for Ludes can only perform when feeling good. Willing to do anything to get there. He can't seem to get over the hump. Always left scratching at the neck. Nudes for Ludes, very light on his feet. Not leaving any track marks. Nude for Ludes, a 14 to 1 odds to win it all. In lane 4, we have the champion horse that can see it all on the racetrack. Yet seems to always find himself in hairy situations. Three-eyed shaven. Despite his thick coat. His mother and father were bushier-looking creatures back in the 70s. He suffers from symptoms similar to razor burn if it goes through too much friction in the pack. Three-Eyed Shaven is very versatile and changes patterns almost every race, coming in at a 10-3 favorite to win it all. And finally, in lane 5, this champion was found in the deep backwoods of Gozen, New Louisiana. We bring you the horse who has the reddest of necks, Caucasian purebred. Interestingly enough, he was actually bred with his sister on many occasions. He is a violent horse, often needing to be sedated with grain alcohol. This horse actually enjoys a good whip and loves to really beat his younger kin. He is coming in at a 5-3 to three odds favorite to win it all. And there you have it, 
Folks, that is the race card. Think smartly, place your bets, and the race is about to begin. And uh, there we have it, guys. Those are all your uh, horse wow. chances. So I pre-recorded this, so I know who wins. So I will take the last of the litter. You guys can pick first. Uh, okay. We'll go with the uh, the reoccurring uh, comeback of the year. Chalk can pick first, and then we could go with uh, Pacelli, then Daryl, and then I'll get the fourth out of the fifth horse. All right? Okay. Who do you want, Chalk? I want three-eyed shaven. Is that how you said? Is that what it was? No, you nailed it. Yeah, three-eyed shaven. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I would have never picked that nerd. Yeah, no chance. Book it. Um, I am taking the long shot nudes for ludes. Nudes for ludes from Pacelli. Fourteen to one. I am taking black hole explorer. Ooh, <laughs> black hole explorer for Pacelli or for Daryl. All right, so I got my daddy's lips and or Caucasian purebred. I'm gonna take. My daddy's lips with the fourth pick. All right, gentlemen, I think it's about race time, so let's all head on over and uh, good luck. Good luck, boys. Good luck. Have fun. Here we go. Here we go. The horses are lining up in their stalls, and the gunsman is ready to fire. And they're off. Here they come, running along the first bend. It's three-eyed shaven, out in front by a hair. My daddy's lips is right on his backside, with nudes for ludes, trying to get a nice head rush by exposing himself to the crowd. Caucasian purebred seems to be making a rebel yell of a noise while trying to shoot down anyone that comes on his turf. And as expected, Black Hole Explorers trailing in the back, waiting to make her move up the rear at any moment. We are now at the second bend, where Caucasian purebred is seceding from the rest of the group. Nudes for Ludes is itching at the chance to land a big score. My Daddy's Lips is right on top of Black Hole, making it hard for the weak stomach to watch. Three-Eyed Shaven appears to be slipping and sliding, not having much traction on this track. It's a close one, folks. It's a close one, folks. I can't see a winner coming yet. There's no horse more than two lengths apart. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty almost halfway through the race. Here we go. Turning the corner of the third bed now. This is where my daddy's lips really likes to show off its ferociousness. Nudes for Ludes looks to be seizing up a bit and may need a second dose to get going. Black Hole Explorers twerking up and down trying to get any advantage he can. Caucasian Purebred is turning violent and the whip is out more than ever. Third Eyed Shaven is sneaking up on Caucasian looking for any landing strip to get by. We have come to the home stretch. Oh my! Caucasian purebred seems to have spit some dark chunk of mush from his bottom lip into the vision of three-eyed Shaven. And down goes Shaven. Down goes Shaven. He must have broken both of his legs and is lying there like he fell out of a 10-story tower. Black Hole Explorer refuses to overtake any holes with even the slightest light in them. Here they come down to the nitty-gritty. Nude, black hole, nude, black hole. My daddy's lips right next to a nude black hole. Caucasian purebred is unable to read this race and is falling well behind. This is a three-horse race. Here they come, neck and neck, nude black hole. My daddy's lips, and it's over. Oh my God, I can't believe it, it's over. And we have a new champion, and the name is Nudes for Ludes! Nudes for Ludes! Let's go, baby! My God, what a race we had today with the historic upset by the 14-to-1 underdog, Nudes for Ludes. I hope you were as entertained as I was at the 95th annual Day at the Races. This is your friend, Mickey Timberwick, wishing you farewell, and we will see you next time. There it is, boys, the 95th annual Day at the Races. Congratulations, wow. Mr. Purcell. Nudes for Ludes took it home. Race sharp. Yeah, baby. that was a nice pick. Right when you said it, I was like, oh, we're in trouble. Chal, that's Did tough. Did horse die? Yeah, he broke both his legs. <laughs> okay. He's in a, wheel <laughs> in a wheelchair now, yeah. Unlucky. Yeah, he still has great vision. You could probably see anything, but he was, uh, wasn't <laughs> wasn't good luck for him. Yeah. But Mickey, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I don't know. Mickey, he's a clever guy, that Mickey Timberwolf. Who came in second? Um, Was it my daddy's I think it was or No, Black I think Hole. it was Black Hole Explorer. Oh, okay. I think, I mean, uh. Yeah, gave it a shot. My daddy's, my daddy's lips uh, showed. So do I get a do I get to punish all you guys since I picked the long shot at fourteen to one? I mean, return on investment. Uh, I guess that's a group decision. What do you think? <laughs> nah, just the horse that died. Just the horse that died. Come on, <laughs> Come on man. <laughs> no, you're gonna pick any one, so any any of us three to punish. Any one person. Oh, all right, yeah. I'm not gonna pick Chaw. He was punished last. It's weird that only one of us hasn't been punished. You know. 
true. Yeah. No, that's, why I put my, that's why I put myself in there. You're welcome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I know. I, I knew it was coming. I was just hoping. I was just hoping nudes for lewds dropped to me. <laughs> <laughs> do we um, do we know the punishment or, or no? You can make, make it up. It. Yep. It doesn't okay. have to be right now. It could be whenever. Just okay. Give, give me a. It'll just be weird if my phone doesn't work for the next week. So just heads up. That's what they told me or something. Maybe oh, for like okay. a month or two, my phone might not work. So I don't know. It's okay. weird that there's an. Yeah. I heard there's the continental a, breakfast is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> there's some ACTs going on too. If we need that. ACTs. I have a GoPro. I don't. So, so maybe I can get that to you. All right. If you figure that out, <laughs> we, we can try it. Right. I love bacon. I'll, I'll put on my thinking cap. Cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fun. What was his name? Mickey. Mickey Timberwick. Mickey Timberwick. Yeah. Yep. Timberwick's a uh, famous horse uh, term. It's like the oh, thing. Really? Yeah, it's one of the things they bite on. It's like a. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. Guy so was, who, cauc- Caucasian purebred spit something at three-eyed shape? It, it sounded like it was like some like kind of like chew, like human chew. So somehow the horse was chewing at the moment. Ah. Yeah, and he spit it into a three-eyed shaven, and he went down pretty hard. Busted both his legs. He busted both his legs. It's rough. Mm-hmm. It's rough. Man, that's good stuff. All right. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that new segment. I know I did. Hey, so I, did. I enjoyed move. it too. <laughs> hey, there's always the 96th annual. We could always come back the next time. Should be running here hey, in a come few ba- months. Come back next year. <laughs> Couple <of> months. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, next year's next year's race is gonna be on our what's 33 episodes 33 plus 52, 85. That adds up. Yeah. Yep. 85th episode. All come right, come so back on 85. Tune in on episode 85. If you don't listen to any <laughs> others, make sure you're here for 85. All right, let's move on to our final segment. We've got another story from The General. Um, So that will be our If I'm Lying, I'm Dying segment. What's going on, guys? We got our uh, favorite storyteller back, the general himself. And today's story is going to be about his buddy, I believe, Tully the Vulture. Take it away, general. Well, when you got uh, into the military at that time, it was the 60s, they were uh, the draft. Uh, What they would do is put your birthday in a big pot, and then they would draw it out, and you get a number. Well, I was a junior at that time in college, and um, my number was 63. That's which a good number. That's a lucky number. I no, that's not a lucky number because 63 means you're ready to go. And they were pulling guys to Vietnam like you wouldn't believe. As long as your trigger finger worked, you got accepted. And um, mine was 63. So the reason I bring that up is because when we went to Cleveland to get sworn in and take our medical you meet all kind of guys that go into the military for 101 different reasons. Some guys go because, I mean, they are pretty dumb. They go in there because they say they like the uniform, they like the way it looks, and then they, their, their girlfriends like it. The uniform. Pretty boys, yeah. 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 The heroes. Yeah, they like, they like the, uh, the color of the uniforms. Other guys go because they have to go. There's all kind of reasons. Anyway, we're up in Cleveland, and uh, we were in this section where you had a kind of like uh, go to the bathroom and take urine samples and then you bring it out to see if there's nothing wrong. Well, when we went in the bathroom, you had all kind of guys that didn't want to go. They were called because of their number, but they didn't want to go. So they were doing some really stupid stuff. Yeah. So like the guy next to me asked me if I would urinate in his container. <laughs> How big were these things? Were they, would you have to do like a Sharpsman shooting? Or are we going to have to be a toilet seat shooter? Like when you're aiming into the cup, are they big ones? Well, ones? you better be a sharpshooter sharp there. <laughs> but otherwise, there's going to be a lot of wet shoes. <laughs> but anyway, they had uh, this guy here. He, would, he asked me to pee in his cup. I told him, well, what, what's your problem, dude? He's, what happens is a lot of guys, they're on drugs, and they won't get accepted if the drugs are in, so they get somebody else's urine. Other guys went up there. I, I talked to them. They put underarm 
under uh, deodorant under their arms for like 10 days straight. <laughs> and it causes your temperature of your pits. So like to, so that there'd be something wrong and then they, they wouldn't accept you. One guy, I'll never forget it. He had a cowboy hat on. He had boots. And he took off his shorts. And this is right on the open where all these Marines are being checked and whatever. And he's got a cowboy hat. And imagine this now. Cowboy hat, cowboy boots in his underwear. And he's carrying this huge teddy bear. And he's wandering around with that teddy bear trying to get a Section 8 yeah. to get him out so he doesn't have Which to go into the military. Just boots and hat and a teddy bear. <laughs> I mean, all kind of guys. Anyway, we had a buddy I got to know at Paris Island. His name was Tully. Tully was from West Virginia. No, no offense to the West Virginians out there. No, it's a great, great state. Everyone yeah. loves them. But uh, they're a little unique. Tully was about like four foot eight. He's a little short guy, and he, you know he, he he looked like he was a little out of it, you right. know. And um, what happened to Tully was when they get in, they mess with your mind. You're in the Marines. The first thing they do is mess with your mind. They do that a lot to try and get you to quit. It's not so much physical as it is mental. They right. don't want you cracking out of prayer. Well, right. Tully, let's put it this way, was didn't catch on to things quickly. <laughs> so he was what we call in a platoon, I'm not going to say the last word, but he would call a cluster freak. Cluster freak, of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah. It, so whenever you messed up, you become a cluster freak. Okay. So then what happens is like we'd be running, and then we do like 10-mile runs, and 15-mile runs with packs, and Tully would always drop out. So when you drop out, they immediately call the meat wagon. They called the, what, what is the meat wagon? It's a little emergency Red Cross truck. <laughs> so you're the meat, is what yeah. you're telling me. And then they haul you on the They're truck. not serving fresh uh, T-bones. No. You're the fresh T-bone. You're the fresh T-bone. Got it. And the thing is, it's very embarrassing, and it's a, it's a, a negative because everybody calls you a quitter anyway. You would see this truck. One guy would be hauled in, and then another mile down the road, they haul another guy just in there. Just flopping him in just there. Just flopping him in there, <laughs> body on top of body. Well, anyway, Tully was in that kind of a situation. He was always messing up. So one day we went on this long hike in North Carolina in advanced training, and Tully was really messing up. So my drill instructor, we had three of them. One guy we called the father. Okay. Naturally, you, naturally. Yeah, you talk to him about your problems, and then he would be a dad-like and give you advice. Some of the advice they gave was really weird. <laughs> you know, like one guy broke up with his girlfriend, and when these guys break up, their minds aren't where they should be when they train. So the, the drill instructor told him, I don't know if I could say this, to go to the bathroom, take a poop, and then made him write a letter, and he took the letter, wiped himself, <laughs> put it in the envelope, and drill instructor says, mail it to your girlfriend. <laughs> your girlfriend? Yeah, because she broke up with him yeah. during training. <laughs> so this is Tully doing this, or was this another guy? Oh, this was another guy. This is another guy. Yeah, but it's typical stuff. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Tully... He, he, he got the drill instructor so mad. And we, like I said, the father guy, the other guy was the fox. The other drill instructor what? was the fox. So you had the father and the fox. Yeah, the okay. fox never spoke. Never, not a word? Only when you were drilling. Doing, oh, okay. you know. Right. But I mean, you may have heard 10 whole words out of him. Yeah, you slide so, like a fox. Yeah. So what he does is when you mess up, he doesn't scream. He doesn't yell. Later on, he would find an opportunity. Like we would be in the bunks at night. And all of a sudden, the lights would be out. And all of a sudden, you heard, oh, oh, <laughs> all over the barracks inside, different guys. The fox would go around, whoever messed up that day in the dead of night, with an army helmet that's heavy. Right. And he bopped you on the head. Oh, good. And then what was funny, in the morning, you line up on two rows on the bay facing each other and you and we were all bald-headed they shaved their hair off and all you seen was guys with lumps on top of their heads and you knew which guys messed up yeah. well tully always had lumps on his head so oh so we went out one day on this long march and there was a whole lot of units there may have been maybe 
two or three hundred guys separated in platoons. We were going through these bushes and through really densely forest. So my drill instructor, the third type of guy, he was an animal. That's how they are at boot camp. The father, the quiet guy, and then you had a brutal beast. Yeah, the three, I don't want to three give horsemen. You, yeah, I don't want to give you... This guy, no matter what you did for 16 right. weeks of training, he brutalized. Better, yeah, better keep that one inside. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. So what happens is he takes Tully because Tully got him mad. And now you picture this, a four foot eleven skinny little guy from West Virginia. He made him climb a tree. And he made him stand on the limb with his arms out like a vulture <laughs> and squatting. And our platoon went ahead. And then all of a sudden, a strange platoon would come by, and he was given orders that every time a platoon would come by, he would make sounds like a vulture. <laughs> do you know what these sounds sounded like? Can you, can you demonstrate? Uh, it's hard to do. <laughs> he would make it. Now you had colonels and high brass guys leading these, yeah. these platoons, yeah. not close to our barracks, from other barracks. Mm -hmm. And Tully would screech at him and yell at him right. as they come by. Of course, the, the uh, officer started using some distinct <laughs> language, like, what the, you know. Yeah. So anyway, what happened was the platoon, maybe about 60 guys, maybe less than that, they start picking up sticks and pine cones and throwing it at Portelli. And he's dodging this stuff. <laughs> and he was not allowed to get off that limb yeah. until... Our original platoon returned. Who was watching him? The fox or the big guy? Oh, no. Nobody watched no, was, him. He just knew not to get off. You don't get off. Yeah. you got to understand, you're in Paris Island boot camp. You if they moving. tell you to run and fall into a wall full speed, that's what you're going to do. Got it. Anyway, so every platoon came by, kept throwing stuff at Tully. <laughs> and then by the end of the thing, the... the um, day all the officers from the different platoons they kind of we had lunch together and stuff the enlisted men in one area right. the, and they were talking about this lunatic on a tree and they kept making vulture noises at him <laughs> and our drill instructors knew because they put him there they didn't say that they were from ours yeah. and they were listening to these guys telling the most horrific stories how he was getting bombarded with pine cones on the way back poor Tully <laughs> was Barely hanging on the limb because he couldn't get off. I felt so bad for the guy. And that was the episode of Tully the Vulture. Tully the Vulture. A quick, couple quick questions. Do you know, did Tully, was Tully mentally okay after that? Well, nobody's mentally okay after boot camp. True, true. Where's Tully now? Do you know? The, oh, he's whereabouts? back in West Virginia. He, you think he, he's in the forest on the limb still? Uh, I don't know. He, he could be. It was something to maybe become addictive. <laughs> just, just well with it. Now, I'll tell you, his two buddies that was with him, I'll tell you how strange they are. They were also from West Virginia. They were called the Phillips Brothers. Okay. <laughs> now, these guys were real unique. Yeah, Tully and the Phillips. The Phillips Brothers, because they were my bunkmates yeah. next to me. To show you a little bit how unique they were, they both joined at the same time because they didn't want to be separated as brothers. We went through boot camp. Now, this is eight weeks, nine weeks, ten weeks originally before you go into advanced training. Twelve weeks, I think it was. And what happened was... The one brother, two weeks before graduation, kind of collapsed physically. And they couldn't figure out, because they were hardy, strong guys. They were tough guys. Mm -hmm. They were the toughest in the platoon. We couldn't, you know, physically, they would just knock you out. Right. And what happened was the one guy collapsed. And then when they finally took him to the uh, infirmary, they found out that his brother, the older one, had a broken leg. <laughs> And when it was time for enlistment, yeah. instead of waiting for his leg to heal, then join his brother later, he went into the barn, he told us, took a hacksaw, chopped off the cast, and went through brutal boot camp. Boot camp. He made it to the last two weeks. It was the older one that I'm referring to, the one that had a broken leg. He also went through boot camp. It was like I said, 12 weeks. And he was having a lot of problems. And also, when they found out about his broken leg infirmary, they found out the guy did not go to the bathroom, move his bowels for over 10 weeks. <laughs> Who are these guys you hung out with, man? Where did you find We had them? no choice, but that's the kind of characters you get drafted with. And the, they had to give him a huge enema. 
it, otherwise they they were worried because he could have died. Yeah. So you had Tully, and the Phillips brothers, <laughs> the broken leg boys. <laughs> that's that's the kind of characters you get. So your your crew was Tully and the Phillips boys. All yes. right. So you're telling me you're telling the truth. If I'm lying, I'm dying. All right. Thanks for the general. Thank you for providing your story again about Tully the Vulture. T- Tully the Vulture, yeah. Tully the Vulture was a great, uh, sounds like a great guy. Some weird yeah. Marines, man. Some weird guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, let's let's bring a question back. Charlie, you got one in mind? So once you, you're heading land, right? You're going through Russia, getting to maybe, what are we, Indonesia, Vietnam down there? Yeah, I'm trying to find the, the shortest path. Uh, of water obviously i'm gonna have to go on water but i'm gonna find the the least uh mileage i guess over water which i'm thinking will be go australia to like russia and then down through asia there and get as close to australia as possible i still think you guys are severely underestimating the time even on land to get there yeah but that's not as dangerous though i don't know i'm not saying 15 years though we said 15 years it'll it's not like it's not gonna I'm take actually 15 cutting years. Da- way down on 15 years now that I I've, I I'm think you guys are route. crazy. Well, I'm saying building a boat's gonna take a long time, a very long. I don't know if we're only like a couple miles away. Oh, that's you can true. Get on a raft. Yeah, yeah. I think we could do it, man. I mean, people I walk the try. country all the I time. I think maybe that'll be your punishment. Uh, well, I'll try it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in, I, in for anything. I'll get you the GoPro, and you'll have to try to get to Australia. <laughs> The no we'll help back from anyone that. is the hard part. Oh, of course, yeah. And I think, I, I think so it's going to take like way more than fifteen years if it's. Even can possible. someone? Can they sell us food? Can like we buy food from people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of meant you can't have somebody build you a ship, got it, got or it, got it, got a it. plane, or. I know. definitely think it's doable. Now, especially with I that actually, route you found, a hundred percent, I think it's. Doable. I think I could do it in five years. So the only Not problem is. The temperature. I might be able to swim there. Oh, how far is know. the water, dude? It it honestly looks like. Uh, Sarah Palin once said that she could see Russia from her backyard. So, I'm pretty sure there's like an ice bridge between Alaska and Russia at some points in the year, where you don't even have to cross water. Um, so you, the only water you're gonna have to cross is over like down by right, Australia. That's what I was asking about. How long is that? pretty close i would say like between uh, i don't know how to i'm looking at a map right now i don't know how to translate that to miles i would say maybe like 10 miles cumulatively 10 miles yeah you you can literally get to like uh i can't zoom in but yeah it's super close it's real close i think this is way easier than i thought mm-hmm I think I think you found the loophole, man. You just it's just yeah. you're just gonna have to bring a ton of clothes because it's gonna be so many changes of climate. Do you think you could walk it? <laughs> to no, not to Australia. You'll never be able to get to Australia. Well, uh, no, no. I guess I'm saying like the parts that you can stay on land. You oh think yeah, you could walk that absolutely. I guess, yeah, you just I mean you're gonna have to like there. hike through mountains and stuff, but yeah, it would take years and years, but right. it's doable. Yeah, I'm doing this for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'll stay. Daryl, do we change your mind? Right here. <laughs> I also I, I think I would die on the trip, so I would not uh I would not try it. Also, you gotta I remember mean, you, that once you, you get can... to Australia, it, you're gonna get eaten by some wild creature. They got uh, like you got unlimited, their flies, you got unlimited money. Their flies you can pay them off. Their flies have deadly venom. <laughs> yeah, I hate Australia. Their snakes are massive, but if it's for unlimited money, I'll just build a fortress. What if you got like a mile away and you got bitten by like a spider and died? That would That's... be that'd be something. I mean, you you have unlimited time to plan out the best route too, like. It's still only gonna take you fifteen years. Yeah, it, it won't take me more than five. You're crazy. Go for it, dude. What's You're holding you crazy. back? If it, it, all you listeners out there, if you have access to unlimited money and want to offer me this, I'll do it. I'll start tomorrow. Nice knowing you. Yeah, it was yeah. true friendship. We'll have to get someone named P. We'll get Phil on the show. Phil Ivy. Oh. He'll teach us how to cheat. I want to do this now, just to prove you guys. How many? Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm on your team. How many years do you think it's going to take you to get to the tip of Alaska? Uh, one. Think it's going to take longer than that? No. One year to get the tip of Alaska? Yeah. You have to ride a horse there. 
Do you know how to ride a horse? You're going to tame one? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm on your side on this one. Oh. I'm saying there's no, it's going to take way longer than one year to get to yes, the tip of Alaska. That's what I'm saying. Okay, good. I thought, yeah. you, were, thought you were coming at me. Sorry, <laughs> I got a little hostile I'm no, I'm not a horse guy. I'm not a horse guy. I mean, Marty Thickenbushes. <laughs> how long is how long will it take me to figure out how to ride a horse? A month? I think it'll take you a long time. Dude, where are you gonna ride a horse through the United States of America? How are you gonna break a horse? Why do I have to ride a horse? Why can't I build like a bike? I mean you can't. How long it's do you think it's gonna take, take you to build a more than a bike year. that's not gonna break the first bump you hit? I'll build another one when it breaks. It's still only gonna take you five years to get you'll be building a bike every every ten feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me see. It's gonna be can more I, than a year. Can I do sure. walk? I that, believe in calculate. That's all I was doing. One, oh, that's not even close to a year. One thousand hours to walk there straight. To Alaska. One thousand hours. One thousand hours is like. Bro, two miles in, you're gonna be looking for the nearest place to get food. One thousand hours is like a month. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's 41 days. Going, th- going through the Yukon Territory is going to be a little tough. That might take you a couple months. On you think its it's going to be all just like flat, too? Like easy walking? <laughs> no, not through Alaska. Are you walking for 42 no days No rivers straight? or anything to cross? No, yeah. but, I, but I said a year. That's very reasonable. No chance. Oh, you guys. You don't believe in yourselves. That's 41 days with no complications and no sleeping. Guys, have you checked a map? <laughs> yes. Why? Yeah. Did you see the, the butt-shaped islands in the Bering Sea? Dude, you could just skip islands. You don't even have to go for all tip of Alaska. Go to the by Anchorage and just follow this loop. And then it goes to like you a big island over there. And then you do another. You'd have, to, you'd have to get in the water though. Yeah, but it's from island to island. It's a lot closer. I mean, it's a lot faster than going uh, through I'm Russia. Like man. I think I think this is a piece of cake. And you go to Japan. Wow. I can do this right now. Yep, let's go. You guys right, will, I'm I can, you guys will die. I can log off and do this in... In five years, and it's gonna start raining on you or snowing or something. You're gonna curl up in a ball for four years and die. (laughs) Nope. There's no way you don't die. There's no way I die. You would die. Okay. Real, real quick question. What if you go from Canada to Greenland, and since the world's a circle, you just go to the South Pole from the North Pole? Is that? I I thought the world was flat. Is that? Is that if it was flat? If it's round, that that complicates things. I thought it was flat too. Yeah, I'm, that's not right. Big time flat earthers Yeah, you're way here. wrong. You're yeah, big time I'm wrong. wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm going around the world. It's way wrong. Yeah. All right. All right. That was fun. Yeah. I I can't believe Daryl was not even trying this. No, it's dumb. It's cowardly. You're going to waste your whole life and you're going to die. I'm going to waste three years of my life and then I'm not giving you a cent of money. You'll be dead. I don't want your money. dead man money. I'll take your I'll dead man up. money. Oh, you got it, man. You preach, you got, preach. Your team Pasol. You might get there, then you're gonna get bitten by a snake or something and die with all your unlimited money. All I have to do is set foot on it. I know that's all it takes, and then, man. And then leave. That's all it takes. That's easy. That's easy. I'm doing it. And if anybody's anybody out there wants to endorse me, help me out. You can't because that's part <laughs> of the rules. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> but if you cheer me on, I'll give you some cash. Someone just follows you, cheering you the whole time, <laughs> clapping right next to you. You know, yep. you know who would help you in a way, but not actually help you. Who's that? Uh, Jack Links, our sponsor of this episode. It's true. They would love it. Make you sure can wear you Jack Link shirts everywhere, televise yep. it. Make sure uh, we got to make sure our social media manager tags Jack Links and all of our uh, posts this oh, week. Oh yeah, I mean they sponsor managers. You mean managers? Managers. Yeah. Why doesn't our social media managers tell us where the links will be posted? I mean, you could probably check them out on like Twitter, like at PPDcast, and then like our email. You might be posted on our email. Who cares? At uh, postponepod <laughs> g- at gmail.com. Cool. Or you can uh, probably catch us on Instagram at uh, postponepod on Instagram. I will say, last week, uh, our viewers really came out in full force on uh, socials. Mm-hmm. They did. We'll like have we- the poll results next week. Sure. Yes. <laughs> no, I the think. polls are done. No, the Twitter polls were not. Oh, done. you're right, right. Seven days. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the next couple of days. I screwed up on the N64 one, but I slaughtered you guys in that anyway. That wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's real suspicious. Very suspicious. How's that suspicious? I mean, the one that you won was the one that was cut short. It sounds. Oh, the know. one that still had the most votes on it. I mean, Pissel, for now. So there's no oh. one to blame but yourself on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you you botched it by not taking 007. That just really buried us. Not that it would have mattered, mm-hmm. but. 
I know, I know. All right. All right, uh, PC, it was nice to have you back. Thanks for having me back, guys. <laughs> always. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. As always, I am Purcell. And I'm Mickey Timberwick. <laughs> and I guess that's all that's here. <laughs> he left. I just can't follow that. That was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm PC. I'm Peters. Oh. <laughs> I'm Daryl. And this has been Postbone. Till next time.